Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. Today I'm chatting with Viva's Executive Vice President, Deborah Fairchild. How are you today, Deborah? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Thank you for asking. So tell us a little bit about Viva Sound and what you do. You do. So Viva Sound is an asset management company that we started 16 years ago in Nashville, and we're we're the bridge between recording studios and the creatives and content owners. So we work with um, a lot of the major labels in the U.S. and Europe and Universal, Sony, companies like that, as well as people like Bruce Springsteen, Garth Brooks that own their masters. We can handle all of the catalog transfer legacy equipment. So we have a co-venture with Blackbird Studios in, in Nashville where we pretty much have every piece of machinery available from every format that music was created in. Um, but through the years, the past 10 years especially, we've focused in on everything is already digital. So there's a lot that goes on in the back end. Um, you know, all the files being on servers and recorded in studios and different houses and things like that. Um, we facilitate the collection of the metadata and the audio files and then provide it in platforms where companies and entities can utilize it and remonetize it and repurpose it. Hmm. Sorry, that was a little long-winded. No, that's very helpful. <laughs> why is metadata so important and why should credits be collected during recording sessions? So it's an interesting, I've always been fascinated. I've been doing this now for 15 years and all everyone at Viva has an engineering background and we've all went to audio school and have worked in studios and part of the creative process. And what we found in our work that we do for the record labels and things like that, but um for, for whatever reason, the concept of collecting your credits while you, while you create your, your music is something that's been lost in the d- digital age. So previously, like when we've done transfer work, we would literally, we're scanning track sheets that have all of the instruments and who played on it and what studio they were in and the date and all, all kinds of information, descriptive and technical metadata about the recording. And when things have gone digital, it's really something that has been left behind. So what ends up happening is because of the way the fragmented recording process occurs, which is also really cool. You know, I can be in London and give send files over to L.A. And depending on the file size, they can have it in 20 minutes and download it and start working in L.A. on the, on the same project. So everything is so fast paced and people are forgetting that they need to, you know, con- write down who is there. So then eventually it can, when upon release, it can be discoverable and available to consumers. And so we're really hoping um, with the plugin we've created, it'll the ease of access to actually gather this data can start happening within the Pro Tools session, Logic session, things like that, and then travel with the session and then ultimately reside in a better user-consumer experience. Why is it that many studios aren't collecting recording data anymore? Well, it's not, um, it's not the role of the actual studio, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of get 
confused on that part too. So the role of the a studio is to provide, you know, the gear and the acoustics and different things like that in terms of a lot of people will go to a certain studio because they have a specific microphone that's really rare and it sounds amazing, stuff like that. But from a, a business perspective, it's it's up to the actual engineers and producers to, to collect the data because then as soon as you leave the studio, you take your files with you and the knowledge of who was there goes with you as well. So it, it's more, it's up to the individuals creating the music to to actually document it because they're the ones there. So the studios aren't, they are liable sometimes for files, but even then, you know, once the, once the session's paid for and done, it's up to the person who paid for the session to keep track of the files and things like that. I'm sort of imagining like engineers or producers being too shy to ask for everyone's name or maybe just so caught up in the recording session that they even forget to ask. Yeah, it, it, I think it's, it's really fascinating to me why all of the reasons why it's not happening. I think it is a time thing. I think people think it impedes on the creative process at times to kind of stop a session or even start a session to ask. So there could definitely be some of that embarrassment or not wanting to rock the boat or things like that. But we feel that as things continue to progress with, um, you know, Spotify's announced that they're going to start doing enhanced credits. There's a company called Jaxta that is launching this year out of Sydney to be a global database of this sort of thing. Um, and Open Door is doing some work. You know, different different companies are starting to display more metadata. And I think that shift is going to cause a stir within the creative community because they'll want their names, you know, at the point of stream or sale. Hmm. Where I think it lacking on that area is kind of causing an adverse effect in the studio because, you know, the engineer's name isn't isn't readily available anyway. So they're thinking, why why waste time doing it? So they don't feel like they're being credited to begin with. So then they're kind of going like, well, I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg issue. But, but it's also a bigger issue within, um, you know, the Grammys and getting nominated and things like that. You have to have actual credited information in order to to get nominated and a lot of people Hmm. sometimes get left out of hit records because their names didn't get collected along the way which is really sad you know it's a it's a it's a big issue um within the music industry as a whole but i think there are lots of companies that are working to make it better and so we our company is just part of the process to try to um raise awareness of the, the issues, of course, but also show that there is kind of a light at the end of the tunnel and there will be um, companies that come along. So like the JAXA company, you can, it's in beta right now, but you can click on a guitar player, for example, and then see every recording that that guitar player played on, which is really cool. Or a mix engineer, click on a mix engineer's name and see every album they ever mixed. So that that's something that's really exciting and cool that's on the horizon that's huge because it's not the same as like a ghostwriter who isn't credited on the recording but still collects royalties versus Mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't have their name on it and can't collect anything that's owed them yeah so it's really cool as far as um and also just getting work so you know back when people were buying cds you could open up the liner notes and see the guitar player and 
different producers and people like that would want to, they would maybe hear, hear a sound and then contact the player because they want that, that person involved where right now that's also lost. Yeah. And that kind of goes to a deeper issue as well, where so many things sound alike and a lot of producers are copying each other or trying to emulate one another. And there's not as many unique sounds, but in an instance where there are, I think you're right on that there's people that would love to contact and work with you if you have a trademark sound. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely I think as as more of the companies start displaying this metadata, which is definitely in the works with a lot a lot of entities, I think our our help in it of providing, you know, this plugin, it's it's really we're trying to be non-intrusive and something that engineers will want to want to use. Um so in the grand scheme of collecting metadata around a whole project, it may seem like a lot of information, but if, if it's gathered along the way and collected as they're creating, it really isn't that much time or effort to, to add the little bits of metadata as you go along. That, so that's what we're hoping happens, you know, like that it isn't some cumbersome big deal, a big drag, you know, like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's something that it happens in the session, it gets saved, you know, the next engineer opens the session, they can add their bit of data, and then it, it travels that way. So let's say an engineer is diligent about collecting data. What are some common mistakes engineers make in recording data when this responsibility falls to them? Well, um, something we haven't touched on yet, but that this is a good segue into that, is there's an entity called DDEX that is all of the company's digital data exchange standardizing how data is sent around and our plugin exports a REN file, which is the recording information notifier that has all of the fields. Um, the recording Academy actually did a minimum field set that they would think is the minimum amount of data that engineers should collect. Mm. Um, and so when you export it, it, it actually, because of the plugin, it has all of the, the necessary fields. And so it's something that because visually it's there, then they won't forget because you can actually see, oh, I need to put this in there and I need to put that there. And then when you export the REN file, it can um, flow into the, into the supply chain. Hmm. So it's, it's giving an engineer a leg up in the sense of not having to remember or forget things. Cause it's just, it's right there. You know, like when they open the plugin and they see, they see the song titles and, oh, I need to add this and, add myself and it's tracking over dub. It, it adds a level of organization. So I think it'll really help people, even the most organized ones, just do it in an easier fashion. Because right now it's kind of like spreadsheets or Word docs or a Google doc, or, you know, it's just kind of all over the place. Um, there isn't really a structured method for it. Hmm. And this is a related question, but what sort of things have you seen people do when collecting or not collecting data that surprised you? Well, that's part of um, part of what's interesting about our company is we do that. We do a credit. So that's part of what we do when we are working on verifying and archiving digital albums every day. Is we reconcile the credits and go back and forth with you know producers and labels to make sure things are there. And when we're trying to get the credits, it's I mean literally we will get text messages or phone calls or an email, you know, it's just so scattered in terms of how it's collected currently. Um, and I think the, the worst part is when you kind of notice 
as things are going down when you're trying to get answers on credit that people really don't remember, you know, because they're collecting it maybe eight months later and it was a session, you know, and then everyone's busy and they're working on a different song. Um, so I think just being forgetting about people that are involved can happen and does happen, which is really sad. Yeah, it is a challenge when you have so many different responsibilities. You know, something that I'm wanting to do more of is collecting live performance royalties from the shows uh-huh. I perform and, you know, submitting those songs and everything. And, you know, just like you say, it can end up being months later when you don't even have all the information anymore or when you don't have the the relevant tickets or date or whatever of the show and you can't get those. Or you, when you finally get around to it, you're not sure all the details are there. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's something that it's never, I don't think the creative people are intentionally ever forgotten. I think it's just, like you said, it's busy and it's, it's just not in the forefront. That's why we're hoping the plugin and the adoption of it and that the plugin's free. That's also helpful. You know, it's not something that we're charging engineers. It's something that we're hoping can be a tool that they can use and integrate into their workflow. And then it becomes second nature hopefully that's the goal <laughs> well you've mentioned it several times already so how does your studio collect suite plugin work so it's a diagnostic plugin that can be downloaded and used on macs or pcs on any sort of logic pro tools nuendo any sort of digital audio workstation and we recommend just putting it the plugin on the master fader it doesn't affect the audio it's strictly metadata um, so you can download the plugin, insert it into the master fader, and then you start adding adding the data as you metadata as you go along. So when you start out, you know it may just be you. If you're an engineer and you're creating a beat, you know you you would credit yourself as this is my beat, this is what I'm doing, and then you save it within the session. And the idea is if someone has your session and they're modifying the data, that they have some sort of right to have the session, if that makes sense. So it's locked within within the recording process. And then once it's finished and the song is finished, you can export a PDF that can be sent around, you know, to whoever you'd like to sign off on credits. But then it also exports the DDEX REN file, which is an XML data file that can flow into other databases. So like you mentioned CD Baby earlier, you know, we're hoping that we can integrate this into different companies like that where they can then import a run file and already have all of the data and credits surrounding the song in one place. Yeah, I think a lot of artists specifically would find this beneficial. Some distributors are very easy to send your music through and and get it onto all the popular streaming platforms and online stores, while others require information that an artist would sort of be scratching their head at going, what are they exactly are they asking for here? What do I need to put in? So I, I feel like in some ways this is one of those things that if it was sort of taken care of, artists wouldn't have to think about it as much. Right, yeah, absolutely. Like the the need of who recorded what and where, you know, really does fall on the engineer because they're the ones recording it and doing it. So giving them a method to, to gather it and a tool to keep it going along the way is what we're hoping the, the plugin does. The benefits are pretty obvious, but do you need something like SCP before you begin collecting recording data? I mean, we feel like having it on the front end is 
it really is that ease of access. We we're releasing a, a platform that's going to coincide with it and that will gather along the way. So the plugin right now is strictly the metadata. Um, and then we're releasing the platform later this year where it can replace, you know, Dropbox, Hightail, any of the file sharing services. So you can basically have all of your metadata as you're collecting sessions, sync up with the platform and then all of the audio and have everything in one place. So yeah, I think introducing the plugin first is our attempt to just make people aware of that it's available, that it's something easy, easy to use. And yeah, kind of like a best practices of how, how to gather it. You've alluded to this as well, but I think it's the part that a lot of people will be excited about. In what ways can proper metadata help with monetization? So I think um, the whole, the whole, all of the issues that we've, I feel like, are been talked about a lot is the the fact that the metadata isn't getting collected while it's being recorded mm-hmm. leads to a lot of miscrediting or not crediting at all. And so that the proper crediting will, with the discovery, so being in something like JAXTA and getting more work and actually the royalty stream, if you are involved in in a hit song that you may not, that's the other thing that's funny we haven't really talked about, but it's kind of like no one really knows what's going to be a hit, even though people try to think, oh, I'm going to market this or it's on this label. It's like we were talking about before the podcast started for independent artists and things like that. As you're recording technology and sync licensing and everything going on, you really don't know what can take off and explode with consumers. So gathering it at the point and knowing that it can flow with the, the REN file into wherever it needs to go will lead to proper crediting and, and more payments to everyone involved. Yeah, that's where a lot of assumptions can be made, right? Because... <laughs> I've even read online, there's no discernible advantage to being like a signed artist. If you're looking for sync, you know, or licensing and placement opportunities, even independents do tend to get a lot of those and you make pretty good money at it. So exactly. You just never know what's going to hit. Yeah, absolutely. And where do you see things going next with metadata? What is your next step? Well, our, our focus is to really, um, build things, like I said at the beginning, we we are all audio engineers. We're all working um, in studios prior to working at Viva, and a lot of us still do work um, on different things. So it, our goal is to really provide tools and accessibility to the creative people in the industry that then they don't have to worry about where it goes or the changes that happen, because there are a lot of changes going on with the DSPs and things like that to give the user experience um, a better experience with higher a higher level of metadata, and then with that we'll we'll bring more I think enthusiasm back to music. So it's kind of like people have said, you know, oh consumers don't care who did what or why, and it's kind of like I feel like we're in a in an age where there's overload of information everywhere. So it's kind of like why why wouldn't a music lover care to know more about stuff? So that's why I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited about, you know, the JAXA platform launching and how that goes. And we're, for, from Viva's perspective, we're excited to provide things for engineers and creative people to kind of focus in on helping, helping them stay creative and not have to be as bogged down with the details. 
Hmm. I'm sure audio engineering is something you're passionate about. And it's something, it's a world I've dipped my toes into here and there. I know I'm not that great at it. But what are two or, two or three things you would recommend to any audio engineer? What what advice would you have for them? Well, I think, um, the, the, I think for whatever reason with the issue of people, engineers not wanting to collect the data, I think it's stepping up in that area and being, you know, really... There are a lot of people that do do that, but I think being more aware of who's in the room and crediting them and getting that getting that level of detail going on every single project is is just only going to make things better because as it flows down the chain and as it becomes a hit eight months later or a year later, then it's something that you are involved in and every single person there is credited and can get more work, which provides you know a better industry overall. Like you were saying, even if it's someone that's not getting a royalty, but they did play on it, you know, letting that person get credited as well. Absolutely. This has been a great conversation. Is there anything else I should have asked? No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it. And I'm excited, you know, that more engineers are going to learn about the plugin and hopefully give us feedback. It's the first iteration. So they can always reach out to us and tell us how to make it better and we'll continue to iterate on it perfect well thanks you for your time and for your generosity deborah thank you so much thanks for listening make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies and leave us a review in itunes to help us spread the word 